Hello and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, usually we talk about rules that are in the league or are about to join the league, but today we're going to have a small discussion about rules that we think, or at least we can debate about, should be enacted in the NFL currently. And you've compiled a list of nine rules that are popular to bring up in discussion about the NFL and what they should add to their current rule book. So this is a variety of different things, so we're just going to go through this lightly and just kind of give good, bad, dumb, where are they in the scale, should they bring it in, should they not bring it in, and so on. Sure. Um, So why don't I let you start off? What do you want to begin with? Yeah, so let's just start off and, and, you know, we can debate back and forth. Some of these are, I think, kind of silly ideas. Some are probably more better ideas. Yeah. Um, but number one, kickoffs through the uprights should be worth one point. Oh, now, okay. <laughs> now okay. I, we've seen that happen. Um, it doesn't happen much. The kickers these days, they usually can get the ball into the end zone. But to get it through the uprights, you'd have to have a pretty pretty big tailwind, I think, to do it. <laughs> but that's one thing to consider. It's like, yeah. should, we, should we make that a thing? I don't know. I, I'm not really sold out. I think it's a little bit uh, kind of kind of yeah. cheap in a way. I think it um, would take away the kickoff play entirely. Yeah, like right. you'd just would... get these guys like Justin Tucker that would just go in there and <clears throat> try to hit bomb yeah. it from 87 yards, and you're like, okay, right. well, right. now we're just going to train one athlete <laughs> to take over this entire play right. versus having all 22 guys start moving around. Yeah, I'm not as crazy about that one, but I can see why people would like that because it really is a spectacle to see. Yeah. Oh, for sure, it would be it would be so fun to see that. But okay, let's move on. So here's the next one that I think should be actually get some serious consideration. Coaches can challenge uncalled penalties. Mm. So right now, as you know, you can challenge a call on the field, right? If it's a penalty or if it's a well, all scoring plays are reviewed no matter what, but if there's a penalty, coach can, or let's say, for example, a team doesn't make the first down, yeah. um, but it's very close, the coach can challenge the spot, right? So there's certain things coaches can and can't challenge, but what they can't challenge are penalties that are not called. If somebody's holding, if there's pass interference, okay. um, if, if, there's, if somebody jumps the snap, right, and they, there's no flag, a coach cannot challenge the non the, the penalty that was not called so i actually like that idea i think it would be treated just as a regular challenge um if you win it you keep your challenge and you keep your time out if you lose it you lose a timeout because we do see this a lot right where a penalty is not called and everybody except maybe the referee saw something happen it's like oh my gosh that's holding or that's <laughs> the guy pass interference whatever yeah. you know so I like that one actually. I think I think coaches should be able to challenge a not called penalty. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think it just adds a little bit of a safety net around some of these calls that are just purely on judgment on the referee. Right. Like right. pass interference. Like that'd yes. be a big one to call a review on if you're talking about the final two minutes of the oh, game. Yeah. And it's third down and right. we get pass interference and all of a sudden that defense is like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. The guy right. barely got grazed, like that Atlanta exactly. defender this past yeah. season, right? right? Right, So it's stuff like that that would be really interesting to see if we could get other people involved so that the referees aren't determining so many games. Yep, yep. I think that would be a really good thing to add. So just to rank, because we've done the first two. So kind of dumb was the first yeah. one for the one point. Yep. We like number two, which yep. is uncall penalties. Uncalled. What's number three? Number three is letting players use any number and name they want. Now, yes, 100%. I am going to say, no, I hate this. This is You don't like he hate me? Oh, my gosh. 
So first of all, okay. Well, first of all, I'm the, kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. The name thing that's a little weird to me. Yeah. If you start using nicknames and stuff like that, it gets into eh, you get somebody with it's just it to me it just seems kind of xfl-ish right Um, that's that's the thing i was going to say i love the xfl in a bubble i think we should do a history (laughs) pot on it i love the nickname by rod smart of he hate me i think that's so funny yeah because when i go by him he hate me when i go by him he hate me and he hate me right but it it doesn't really seem like a professional football league in a lot of ways and you feel bad and also i want to make sure these players have their brand you want to make sure that they're getting their name on the back of that jersey and they're not just being like no one knows who rod smart is right you know who he hate me is is, and that's an xfl name yeah but i will say the numbers so this year the nfl started letting players wear not any number they want but they opened up the Based on your position, you can wear different numbers. I don't like that. I, really? it, it drives me crazy when I see a deep a linebacker wearing number seven. It's like, oh, no, okay. that's it. To me, it just it still trips me up today. I'm sure I'll get used to it, but yeah, ugh. I think I think it comes down to just when you grew up watching football too, because right. you come from the traditional football sense, which is I'm kind of half in, half out, because my Traditional football sense started with professional football when they still had that number scheme. And they did up until recently. Yeah. But college, it's always been that way. Right. And so college was like one of my first loves for football. I mean, Michigan used to have a quarterback that wore number 92. Like that was just, it it doesn't happen a lot, (laughs) right? Right. right. But I'm more comfortable because I was in college more than professional. Right. And now it's just being reflected in the professional. But football is really one of the only sports besides baseball um, where the professional side outshadows the college side dramatically. Like it it almost feels like a different world. Right. Um, College football still does very well. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to make it seem. But college basketball does really well. Yes. Like it's a different animal. Yeah. And then when you look at NBA, like it does pretty good. But March Madness is a statement. Even basketball people know yeah. To watch March Madness. March Madness. Yeah. So I think it's just one of those things where trying to make college and the NFL as similar as possible. People are used to having their own number. Yeah. Um, and I think it does help jersey sales in a lot of ways. Oh, I think that was the big thing. Was, oh, I'm sure it does. Yes. You know, when Dalvin Cook wears number four, more people like oh, number four than right. they like. <laughs> even though 33, I love that number, but yeah. I get that people love the low numbers too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I would rather it be something like in college programs right now. Um, for example, I think it was Clemson I was reading about. Forgive me, I might be mistaken on this. But only the captains get low numbers. So you earn the oh, number. Okay. Right? Sure. So like that's the idea because there's only nine low like single-digit numbers. Yeah. And maybe ten if you want to play with a zero. But in football, right. we really don't. You right. do in basketball. Right. Um, but only the captains and seniors yeah. get low-end numbers because you can pick them out immediately. Right. So regardless of where they are on the field, you're like, oh, that's a lineman, that's a linebacker, whatever, but you know it's a captain, and oh, you know why okay. they're getting that low number. I didn't know that. So I think that's kind of an interesting angle. But, sure. it, yeah, I think it's a lot to do when and where you started with football. Because right. if you're a college fan, it's you just look at them and you just kind of know because yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. But if you're an NFL player and those players are changing over as much as they are, I get it. It's tough yeah. to follow. But, yep. no, that one's really interesting. Hmm. I'm yep. That's – Half and half. I like the number. I don't like the name. Like, You're all the way. You're like, I think I it's like dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Get it out of here. That's dumb. Uh, awesome. Well, let's go on to the next one. I all really right. like this next okay. one. 
This uh, next one, get rid of Thursday night football. This might be a hot take. This might be, yeah. But I am totally on board with that. Oh, Thursday night football. No, I I don't know. I I am very torn on this one because yeah. there's nothing sweeter than Thursday night football. I mean, it's like it gives you a little taste of football during the week. It's fun. But at the same time, I don't think I don't think any team likes playing on Thursday. Yes, you get the sort of extended week off following the Thursday night game, but to have to turn around, play on Sunday and then turn around and play on Thursday, um, it's just, you know, it, to me, it kind of it diminishes the product on the field. Now, yeah. the NFL isn't going to schedule the marquee games for Thursday night. They're just not. Yeah. So you're going to get, you know, Detroit against Atlanta or whatever, you know. Um, but it's also Thursday night football, and, and it's become a thing with, yeah. well, this year, especially with Amazon picking up the TV lights. But I don't know. What do you think? Are you a fan of Thursday night football? You, you want to see it go away? Now, the problem is yeah. Thanksgiving, though. That's, That's the, the only like crux to this is I right. love Thanksgiving football. Right. I I like that football hovers around the holidays. There are some games that are great on Thursday night, but the thing is it's more of a crapshoot than it's ever been. Right. So I have in front of me the rankings of some of the best Thursday night football games in history. Okay. And most of these games really end around 2008. Oh, and one okay. of the key things that just pops out to me is I actually think that was a contract year for the TV deal. Oh, um, okay. Sure. So when basically what I'm getting at, I'll speed this up a bit because there's definitely going to be some mistakes in what I say when it comes to contracts because I just don't keep track of those the same way. Right. But Thursday night is the lowest tier in terms of games that you want to be on, right? You want to be on Sunday night football. You want to be on Monday night you want to be on the marquee at some point during Sunday, and then there's Thursday night. Right. Because not a lot of people are watching on Thursday night. Right. That's one of the reasons they moved over to Amazon to try that new experience to see if they could shake it up. Yeah. And then the league has also put bad games on over the past right. five years on Thursday, and those games generally aren't very good. Right. Um, now, that being said, there are sometimes, like, you know, this season, I know Seattle is going to be playing later. Mm-hmm. Seattle's a good team this year. We didn't expect that, right. but I'd be watching Seattle tonight. Yeah. Like, that'd yeah. be a game. But more times than not, when I look at the schedule, there's really only four Thursday night games that I'm kind of interested in, and it's never a Bills-Chiefs. Right. It's never going to be, you know, New York versus New York. It's never right. these big rivalry games. Right. It's always, like you know, a bad Cincinnati team versus a Miami team that's rebuilding. And you're right. like, this is kind of interesting if yeah. you're a, a real nerd about it. But, yeah. you know, half of them are hurt right now, and I'm not crazy. It always ends up being those games that yes. fall on Thursday. And it feels like it could have been something really, really special, and they just didn't have – they were so worried about Sunday, and they were so worried about Monday, they forgot about Thursday. Right. And it just was like a foot stamp to just let you know, like, hey, we're, we're still – we're still here. We'll be yeah. back on Sunday. Like right. here's a little little something for Thursday. Yeah. Um. But I'm not as big of a fan of it. I wish, actually, on Sunday, we had a little more variety of games. I wouldn't mind, you know, a Monday night football game, or maybe even moving a game to Friday night. You yeah. know. But I think that it's just football's a religion in the United States where Friday's high school, Saturday's college. Yeah. Professionals on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. So it's tough to say if you were getting rid of Thursday night football, would you? have another day would you look at another day where would that extra game go would you play a back-to-back on monday yeah like the nba does right. on thursdays sure thursdays they do back-to-backs right um 
but then you would have to probably start a game at like 425 yeah in order to make it work and you're just not going to get good attendance that right. way on a Thursday yeah so it's tough to say what to do with it I don't like the games they're scheduling they either have to do they either have to get rid of it or they have to put effort into putting good quality product out there because right. right now it's hurting them more than it's helping when they put bad teams on Thursday because the statistics show that no one's watching that day right to try to hide it but it's still the only game on that night right. and you're putting out bad football on its own on a single night of the week it's not good press for right. the NFL I, I I totally agree I would like to see them get rid of it honestly yeah or do something where they because the, okay well first of all the fact that we're saying get rid of football as football <laughs> fans tells you how bad it usually goes right you right. know that's that's yeah, it's a tough it's a tough night because you uh, it's during the week. A lot of people aren't going to watch it during the week. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right. The NFL wants to put their best product on TV on certainly Sunday night or even Sunday and then Monday for sure. <clears throat> so, but the problem is Thanksgiving, right? You yeah. have to have football on Thanksgiving yeah. for years and years. Dallas and Detroit always play on Thanksgiving, which. Mm-hmm. You could argue puts them at a disadvantage because they're they're the only they were for years the only two teams that had to play a Thursday night game. What I do like about Thursday night is they always start the season now with a Thursday night game. That's, That's perfect. True. That's I like, really true. I actually. like that because it kind of it's a it's its own night to, to kick off the season. That's all good, but you don't have teams that had just played four days before that, right? Yeah. So, I think that. It's tough. It's, it's tough. Really tough. I think, honestly, the way to keep Thursday Night Football successful is finding a way to definitely work it around bye weeks better. So a team never has to play Sunday and then Thursday. I don't yeah. know how you're going to pull that off, but there's yeah. got to be some way to do that. And then I think, you're right, getting the better matchups on Thursday night to get people tuning in, it's, it's yeah. a tough thing because... You almost need, like... Those teams that are just above 500 in the game just means something a little bit different. Right, right. But you can't predict that exactly. Yeah. You know, it's right. like if we had a team like the Saints right. playing against a team like like Seattle, Yeah, I mean, it could be fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's missing that lackluster right. night of per, like appearance. Like right. ESPN wasn't doing very good with Monday Night Football, and they went the other way. Instead of worrying about the games, they went and got star announcers. They got right. Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, Joe Buck to yeah. make the game really fun. So it, yeah. they've got to give it some love. They've got to figure out something new to do with it. And they're trying something with Amazon. Yeah. And I, I haven't been blown away with it. I actually think the Manning cast would be a fun way of doing yes. Thursday. That's another one. That would be fun, yeah. But, um, again, most people are just looking to watch football. Right. And they're not really interested in listening to yeah. Eli make jokes about how big Peyton's forehead is, you know? Yeah, I've heard that one a million times. Would you rather have a helmet full of nickels, but it's Peyton's helmet, or a helmet full of dollar bills? Oh, man. Okay, let's move on. Yeah, that's a good one, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. Make long field goals worth more. This Um, one's so interesting, This is very interesting because, you know, it's now, I mean, Guys kicking 60 yarders oh is gosh, not out yeah. of the question. I mean, it really isn't. So what do you think of that? I mean, obviously, I would think you would say, okay, anything over 50 would be four points. Anything over 60 would be five. I don't know. I think you're you're starting where I was going to start. I, I hate that we're in lockstep here, actually. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's probably the best way to start it because you still want to be in field 
position to score. Right. Like you still want to incentivize them to score a touchdown rather right. than kick for a five point field goal yeah, yeah, and play true. the stats. Right. But I would I would say maybe a four point if you're over fifty would be interesting and try not to go too far above that. Because the, the scary thing would be well, if we have a four point, what about a five? If yeah. we have a five, what about a six? Because that's what we're doing with the NBA right now. Is like, should we have a four point line? Right. right. And people are like, eh, not not sure about that. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where I how how I fall on that one. But I would say, if you're over fifty yards, why not? Like, let's let's see it. We're rarely gonna see it anyway. Um, and it'd be an interesting thing to throw into a game just because. Yeah, you you might see teams go for two more. You yeah. might you know there might be a little incentive uh, incentive to change the playbook up a lot when teams have this fallback where they can use a star player like a Justin Tucker that's an awesome field goal mm-hmm. kicker in a new way right. um, that allows you to play them differently on defense that tells you you know what actually we don't want them taking that four that four point field goal we need to right. we need to change it up a little bit here yeah. So I don't, yeah, that one's tough for me to wrap my mind around seeing, but I could see it being interesting. I don't know if it has the staying power. Yeah, I I kind of changed my mind. I think I think I don't like it because yeah. it 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 opens up to okay, we as long as we can get to midfield, we can kick a field goal. Then yeah. you don't get that whole. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. Well, all yeah, right, moving along. Moving along here, allow running starts. Now I don't know if you've ever Ooh, seen Canadian Canadi- football. <laughs> Canadian We're finishing football. each other's sentences. Now. Yes, yes, Canadian oh, football, and I've God. I've watched a few games, and it's the weirdest thing to see. Is, yeah. But yeah, in a kickoff, guys can get a running start. It's like, that's kind yeah, of cool, and the, like yeah, the wide receivers start running early. It's yeah. like, oh, what the heck is going um, on? I don't know if I like that. Um, it it would be weird. It would probably add a lot to the game. I mean, I think it would be exciting to have a guy being full speed when the ball is hiked, but. Yeah. Um, I guess I to me I'm like eh, probably not. No, I I like it how it is because when you're talking about the line, like you're talking about the line of scrimmage, it just has a different value to an offensive lineman, a defensive right. lineman, and a defensive back because yeah. the defensive backs can't just start backpedaling to keep up with a wide receiver that's already running. So it gives yeah. them a chance to play. Right. And so when you're watching Canadian football, they do have tendencies that they do to kind of keep the game safe and understandable even though that wide receiver's coming full speed right but i i actually like that we we have the the short starts because then you don't get a hunter renfro you don't get a possession receiver right Right. you don't get these little tactical advantages of having that short distance pass sure um i think it actually helps people scheme in playbooks when everyone's at a full stop and no one can move but then again, I'm not a play caller. So <laughs> true. Yeah, I guess I I, I don't like it. Um, it's too too much like Canadian football, I guess. Yeah. So Can- right. Canada, you're doing good. You're, you're doing, doing good up there. Yeah. You keep it up. We'll uh, we'll be doing our thing. You do your thing, and we'll just make it there all work. You go. Yeah. So now this next one, I think, is this might have some legs to it. So changing two feet down for a catch to only one foot down. Mm. Now in college, I believe you only need to get one foot yes. in to be to call it a catch, right? Yeah. And every weekend we see these guys who make these crazy catches. They drag their toe, and it—I mean, I don't know how these guys do it, but it's—it's it's very cool to see. Yeah. And how many times is a pass not completed because a guy doesn't get that second foot down? Yeah, right? that's true. So it would definitely um, increase scoring, no question. It would increase scoring, but again, do I like it? Eh. 
I kind of like to have the two feet down. I, I think I really do. I think it, it makes the receivers really earn that catch, right? Yeah. They're, if they're towing the sideline, they need to keep those feet in. Yeah, I feel like just when I say the word possession, it makes more sense when you have two feet down. Right. Like, you are inbounds squarely. Yeah. Right. This isn't like a Thad Moss catch. Randy Moss's son was an LSU tight oh, end. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. And he, he had one catch, I remember, in the season that they won the uh, the college football championship with LSU. So he was with Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards, mm. Clyde Edwards Alaire, Justin sure. Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Thad Moss was on that team. Okay. And so he made a catch where he like dragged the one foot as he fell out of bounds. It was this amazing catch. But at the same time, you're like, he caught it. But at the same time, his feet, he was never going to be able to make a football play. Right. Not that falling out of bounds with two feet, you're going to make a football play there either. I just right. think that for college, it's one foot. For pros, it's a different game. We want to have some more difficulty the same way that the three-point line has moved back in NBA basketball right. from the college line. Right. I think it's the same idea. We need to make the game a little more difficult mm-hmm. because we're dealing with a different kind of athlete. I think if, if we were if we were consistently seeing receivers not getting the two feet down, they might yes. do something. I but think the fact right. that, that the good receivers anyway can get two feet down, I think it's fine. Yeah. And, hey, that's why we only <laughs> see like 2% of the players in the college football world get right. drafted get drafted. And only less, yep. even less make it. All right, this next one I love. Make preseason games free for fans. <laughs> I love that. In the state they're right right now, absolutely. Oh, well, oh they are yeah. not fun. They are not fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, preseason games, I get it. Everyone's ready for football. It's been, what, yeah. seven, eight months? Um, but it, it's a preseason game, and you're going to see the scrubs. or Not the scrubs, but you're going to see the, yeah. t- the players who are trying to make the team. That's what preseason is all about. Um, so yeah, I think they should be free for fans. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, they still make a ton of money on parking and concessions <laughs> and all the other things, so you don't need to be spending you know eighty bucks on a ticket or whatever. It is, yeah, so. yeah, I, I get it. I think it should be like five dollar tickets to get in. Something, yeah, yeah, just something really low end so that you know how many people are coming. But at the same time, yeah, you're exactly right. You're making the money back on concessions and and beer and that jerseys and the hats yeah. and the excitement of coming back. Yeah. The, the only thing I'll say, and it's not against this, it's actually to extend this, training camps too. Oh. Because I remember I grew up in, I'm just going to say, I grew up in River Falls. Yeah. Um, the Chiefs. The play, Chiefs played there. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, okay, I, I remember, I think it was free, but I could see like the Vikings have this stadium mm-hmm. or their practice facility where you have to pay to get in. Yeah. And then Green Bay. No, it's in the neighborhood. It should be free. I'm, I don't know if they're still doing it free or not, um, but it should be a free event as well. Like, you should be able to go and check out that team. So I'd extend it there, too. Um, just as long as it's within reason. Like, you don't want people showing up to Packer camp and there's more people than right. you can deal with. But right, uh, right. all the same, I think that that kind of stuff, you're trying to perfect the product and you're trying to work on it. You should just get people in there because there's more likely to – to spark something, yeah. you know, when you're you're dealing with your fans one on one, and then the games, I get it. You know, you're you're dealing with the top end of the product. Go ahead, right? But yeah, I agree. I think there should be some fan friendly events that are welcoming to fans to pull them in, mm-hmm. versus buy your way in. Right, right. Because everything else costs money. <laughs> Comes to the NFL, at yeah. Least you make yeah. this free, so yeah. And it's oh, it's such a wealthy Ooh, league. Yeah. It's crazy. All and right. then, um, well, that's the last one. The last one. Keep the game clock going between plays. Now, mm. they do this sometimes. Yeah. But 
you've seen it most of the time they will stop the clock um certainly if a player goes out of bounds that kind of stuff incomplete pass um i don't know if i like this one actually i think i think the game clock is fine the way it is i like the fact that they stop it on an incompletion um things like that because i think if you kept the game clock going you would realize that this game is going way too fast yeah and and we can't keep up with it yeah and you lose this quality of get out of bounds to stop the clock right. like to to help make your mind up and yes it would definitely give well i don't know it would it give the defense an advantage if the offense can't plan but the defense can't plan well, either they can't plan either so yeah. it really limits the playbook that you can run right and it takes a lot of the coaching elements away because the first person i think of is like an andy reed kyle shanahan people yeah. that call really unique offenses mm-hmm. that are trying to use trickery and out of bounds and different you know yes. ways with the rules um, they're taken out of the game. And yeah. that's, you know, a good coach can make or break a playoff run. Right. So I think, yeah, that's that's one I would stay with. Heart's in the right place, though. Yeah. Heart's in the right place. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, those are the nine things I that um, I think the NFL should or should not enact. And I think most of them we say no, but a few of them I think we said yes. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, which of these, of these nine mm-hmm. do you look at and you're like, you know what? I would like to have a longer discussion about that one. That one would be something to at least consider. Yeah, I would say I would say either Thursday night football getting rid of that or coaches challenging an uncalled penalty. I think that's a really good one. Yeah, I'm going to flip-flop. I had coaches um and then I uh uncalling penalties. Mm-hmm. I had Thursday night football and then I would have a discussion about what was the other one? I'm I'm debating which one between the two right now. I mean, I would have a discussion maybe about like the letting players use any number and name they want. I would right. at least have a discussion about sure, it. Sure, sure. But um, because the numbers are already there. What about the names? Mm-hmm. But I I don't think I could do nicknames on the back. But I could see <laughs> other stuff coming in, like fun jerseys. Like the NBA did this thing. I would say 2012. They had nickname night. I remember that. And it was yes. a lot of fun. They did it as a single yeah. night. So yeah. instead of like color rush, like I don't really love yeah. the color rush jerseys. Yeah. Let's do a nickname jersey. Sure. Or let's do something funny, like put the name of like your hometown or like do something like a yeah. charity. You could put a charity you on go. your name. Yeah. I would do- te- definitely do that. And I think that would be fun. That so would be fun. I would have a discussion about it. I could see it going wrong, but I could also see it going really right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule.